0: Hey there. Welcome back. So I have to share this funny thing with you before we get started. I just went in because my husband is working from home now. He works from home. (laughs) And I went into his office and he's like, wow, your lips are really red. And I was like, yeah, that's what happens when you put on red lipstick. (laughs) I was just like, I don't even know what to say to this kind of thing. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So here I am, red lipstick. You can't see it. But now I think you can at least imagine and see me as I'm recording this speaking to you that I'm wearing red lipstick for you today. Okay, so today's episode is called Belief versus Disbelief. And as I was thinking about this I really like the topic came up. I'm thinking about my my mastermind, my group of people who are all learning how to set goals and hit them. And one of the things that you will always encounter as you set and hit goals is coming to the end of a goal. And so that might be I teach my clients to have goal cycles. So that might be a goal cycle of a week or it might be the goal cycle cycle of a month. And so when you come to the end of that time frame, there's this part of your mind that will invite you not to believe it's possible. It will invite you to entertain and stay in that zone where it never happens and it'll probably never happen, rather than staying in the space where you do do it, right? You just choose to believe without any proof, without any evidence, you just believe And so today's episode I want to dig in and show you what this looks like. I want to show you what belief looks like and I want to show you what stopping believing looks like right the opposite of believing what that looks like and this isn't because you're never going to experience or shouldn't experience disbelief but it's so that when you get in disbelief when you're in the emotion of it, You will notice it and can pull yourself out and go back to belief. So let's start with just the basic definitions. It's always my favorite. (laughs) So belief, it's just thoughts you've thought over and over, right? So your beliefs, the things you believe are made up of things you've thought over and over. You have found emotion and strengthen that belief with your thoughts and then feeling those emotions. So when we think about your goal, it's thoughts about your goal. Belief in your goal is just thoughts about your goal. And I think we can take this one step further to say belief isn't just any thoughts, but rather it's thoughts that you're going to create the result. So belief are specific thoughts tilting towards I'm going to create this result. So then the opposite of belief, we're going to just call it disbelief, doubt, right? Any of those things work, but we're just going to go with belief, disbelief. So the opposite of belief is disbelief. It, it will include a feeling like doubt. Sometimes it will include a lack of thoughts, right? So when we are purposely believing In the result that we are going to show up and create, the opposite of that is to forget the goal entirely, to forget that we're working on something. That's actually disbelief, right? You can't believe something and not work towards it. And so when you're in disbelief, there's a part of you who's forgotten that you were even working towards a goal. Another part of disbelief, though, the active version of it is you remember you have a goal, but you don't believe you're going to hit it. Right, if you think about belief was tilting towards the direction of, I'm going to hit their goal, and then disbelief is tilting the other direction, which is, I'm not gonna hit the goal. And you always have the option to be in either of these places, okay? I'm trying to think of a way, like if they were rooms in a house, you have the choice to be in the room. You choose which room you go into every day every moment and some of you have been so used to being in the room of disbelief that it it actually feels like belief like no no i'm believing but when you think of the definition of i tilt towards believing that i'm going to create the result versus i tilt towards believing i won't create the result and then you guys stay in that zone and you just keep taking action believing you'll never hit your goal that doesn't help you hit your goal. That actually makes it so hard. So those are the differences between belief and disbelief. And so what I did was I just went through and I, I created a chart of what each of these look like. Yeah, that's how I prepare for my podcasts is that I make charts. I'm like, let me, let me look at this. Let me see it on paper. What does this look like? And so I want to walk you through each of these zones. Because again, like I mentioned earlier, you're going to be in both of them throughout the cycle of a goal, even throughout the cycle of a day, right? So whether it's a month, whether it's a week, or whether it's a day, you're going to go back and forth between belief and disbelief. And nothing has gone wrong because that happens. Your job is just to catch that you're in disbelief so you can go back into belief. So let me show you what each of these look like. That way, the minute you realize you're in it, right, you have that awareness, it will trigger that thought like, oh, I know what's happening here. And that awareness will help you get back to belief. So when you aren't believing in a goal, you actually show up differently towards it. So I think weight loss is actually such a good example of this. While my masterminders are all using this work, learning how to create a consistent income in their business create a consistent mind around showing up to their business i'm using all the exact same tools on my weight loss goal and what i love is that it's the exact same work and so i looked up because i'd forgotten about my goal right i was in disbelief but i was in the forgotten stage i forgot i had a goal i forgot i had to do anything to hit the goal (laughs) i forgot to believe the goal was possible all the things and then 10 days before the end of the month It clicked. I was like, (gasps) and then I started doing some of the habits of the disbelief section, right? I started to crunch the numbers. I started to think, is it actually possible for me to do this? And my brain was like, no, it's not possible. You can't hit the goal. And so from that place, I want you to think about how often your brain has said, "Mm, no, not possible. But then I want to show you though what that looks like in terms of weight loss. So if you have 10 days to the end of the month. You have 10 days to your goal, right? My brain started with the whole, like, that's not even healthy. Nobody can do that. It's literally not possible. What's the point, right? And how I'm going to start feeling, I'm going to start feeling discouraged. I'm going to start feeling like, um, just disconnected from the bigger goal. So now, because I don't believe the smaller goal is possible, I disconnect from the bigger weight loss goal. And it's just kind of that, like, effort like, like zone, right? And so what would I do if I stayed in that zone? I'd probably eat more junk. I would probably be the one rather than my family, like, hey, let's go get ice cream. I would be the one like, hey, we should go get some, right? I'd be snacking. I'd be doing all of the things that I'm practicing the habit of breaking. But because I would be in a zone where it didn't matter anyways, right? I'd be thinking those thoughts. My actions towards the goal would change versus when I be at that exact same moment, right? Ten days before the end of the month, ten days before the goal I set. When I decide, mm, you know what? I forgot about my goal, but now I'm recommitting. I remembered at that that part that mark, right? That ten days out, day twenty. I remembered I had a goal. I remembered that it was my number one first job that my first job is to believe that all i have to do first is believe in the possibility of that goal not be attached to when it happens not be attached and like like dwell on like oh yeah but it has to happen on the the very first day of the month no i am attached to the goal so much that i'm like it doesn't matter if it happens on july 5th or 15th i am in charge of creating that result It's my job, and today, the way I show up makes a difference. Do you see how different those two are when it comes to creating a weight loss goal? That is the same thing that happens with your client or money goal that you've set for the month, right? When you choose not to believe, when it just feels easier not to believe, that's when you're going to give up. That's when you're going to do crazy stuff that doesn't help you hit your goal, But when you're just so committed to the result, then you're like, nope, today's a new day. My My job first is to believe and then second to take action from that belief. That's when you show up differently. That's when you create your results. And it happens quicker than you imagine. And sometimes it happens slower and you're tested in that belief, but it doesn't matter. So I broke this down in this chart I told you about. So the first thing I did is I broke them out by emotions because you want to know which one am I in based on emotions. And your emotions are just going to tell you the quickest. So you can pay attention to your thoughts. You can pay attention to your results. But your emotions are going to give you the quickest insight into which zone are you taking action from. Are you taking action from belief or are you taking action from disbelief? So action from belief is going to feel... Very calm. It's going to feel slow. It's going to feel open. There's going to be that possibility, that excitement, that curiosity. It's going to have determination in there. It's going to have some inevitability. But I would say what characterizes belief the most is like being very present in this moment and. Like the slowness of it. Because on the opposite side, disbelief feels very fast in your body. It's gonna feel closed. It's gonna feel tight. It's gonna feel like anxious, like uncertain, confused, rushed, frantic. It's gonna have that self pressure, it's gonna have judgment. There's going to be a layer of urgency, right? So feel the difference between those two places. Your belief is going to feel like one and your disbelief is going to feel like the other. And remember, just like the weight loss goal, whichever you choose to be in is going to determine how you show up to your goal and the result ultimately how quickly you get the result you want, so when you're in belief, there's going to be some very simple things you do. You're going to <clears throat> you're going to do what you know to do next. I want you to think about that. When you're feeling very open and slow, you know what you do? You do what you know to do next. <laughs> I know. It seems so simple. It could be I want to send an email. And rather than your brain buzzing with all the things you need to do to hit your goal... You're just like, yeah, I'm going to send that email. And you just are very slow and present. You feel the way you want to feel when you're writing the email. And that email is the only thing that you have to do in that moment. Versus on the disbelief side, it's almost this idea of like, I know I have this one moment, this 60 seconds. The slow version is like, I'm going to do this one thing for these whole 60 seconds. I don't need to be or do anything else. Whereas the disbelief side is like frantic. Like how many things can I fit into this 60 seconds? Can I do 10 things, 12 things, right? It's like, got to do it fast, got to do it fast. Then I'll get there faster, right? (laughs) So you know which one you're in based on how you're feeling and the things you're doing. So in belief, you're going to know what to do next and then you're going to do it. In belief, you're going to watch your mind, When you're just watching your mind curiously, sometimes crazy stuff floats by and then you get to just accept that crazy things float through your mind and you're going to see it and you're going to be like, hmm, yeah. And sometimes you're going to go down the rabbit hole and that's okay, right? That's how the brain works. Then you're going to come back. You're going to know the thing to do and you're going to go do it. The other thing you're going to do from belief is you're going to learn from yourself. So when you're learning from yourself, it actually requires you to slow down. The fast side wants you to move, 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 do more, do more, do more, hurry up and get this out of the way and move on to the next thing. No reason to stop and like ask yourself any questions, just keep going, the more you do the better. But it doesn't work. And so when you slow down and you learn from yourself, from this place of belief, like yeah, it's inevitable. There is no way I don't hit this goal. Because I'm showing up today to create it. Because I'm not gonna stop working towards the goal until I do create it. One of the women in my mastermind, she did this, she demonstrated to the whole group so beautifully. She was doing a five day training, and every day, right, she said, My goal is to create this many consults. And so every day, She studied herself and how she made the offer to the consult, the results she got, where her mind was, the way she presented the offer. And every day, I think she presented her invitation to a consult in a different way. She just tested out all the ways that, that she could think of. And then she looked at them and said, which one of these created the result that I wanted? Which one of these had the best result? And you know what? Her brain knew the answer because she took the time to slowly go through and say, okay, this is what I did on day one. This is what I'm gonna try today. I'm gonna see what works, what works better, what didn't create the result that I wanted in the time frame," and just looking at it all as data to learn from. This same person, that same five-day training, she sent two emails out that week or maybe it was a different week actually And so then she was learning from herself, saying, okay, well, what was different about how I was thinking and feeling when I sent this email versus when I sent this other email? And so she was just going through and learning from herself. But this has to happen slowly, right? If we think about that same 60-second time frame, when you're learning from yourself, your brain isn't going to be able to be in that moment learning from you and Be trying to like rush and do a bunch of stuff and focused on doing more. So you have to be able to put down one to step into the other one. To slow and say, what is the value of going slow here? What is the value of learning for this for my future? Because what I think about is, like I used to be opposed to like, oh, I don't know if I want to go slow. That sounds awful. But what I like about going slow is, is like I think about... I actually go faster going slow because I don't have to learn the same lessons over and over and over again like I used to. I don't have to be wondering, confused, uncertain why I didn't create the result that I wanted. Rather I go slow and I figure it out in real time. That way I always know what to tweak. The other thing you do when you're in a place of belief when you're coming at your goal and your result you want from a place of belief is that you solve problems as thought problems and not problem problems. Now, this is one that you're constantly going to be teaching and training your brain to do. I totally still get caught in this where I'm like, crap, (laughs) I realize that I've been trying to solve this as a problem instead of as a thought problem. So let me explain what this looks like when you, your brain is always going to be presenting to you suggestions on why you don't have the result you want. It's just really helpful like that. And what I love as a coach is that I just see the exact same thoughts the brain has over and over through every single person. And those are thoughts. I mean, if we just summed them up, they would be, I'm not getting in front of enough people. My messaging is off. Um, my packaging is wrong. People don't have money. Um, I'm not clearly communicating. Um, what else might it be? Like I need I need a program. Um, I need a website. I need a funnel, right? It, it's basically all of these things that your brain's like, oh yeah, let's go do that. And so notice how every one of those things is something to do. I need to go build a funnel. I need to go learn messaging. I need to go figure out how to get in front of more people, And so when you're you're coming from this place where you're trying to solve problems as problems instead of thoughts, you will wander off down a path that could take you away from your goal and the simplest solution to it for days, weeks, even months, because you're off trying to solve that other problem. And right when you go down that path and you buy a course and you start reading books and you listen to 12,000 more podcasts and you stop believing that you know what to do because you're looking outside of you for other answers versus when we let it be simple and we're just teaching ourselves how to create our results faster, you solve that problem like it's a thought. And so when you have the thought, my messaging must be off and you look at that on a piece of paper as a thought, only a thought, not not as this thing you have to go do, suddenly you have a different insight into, ah, when I think the thought, my messaging is off, I feel discouraged, I feel frustrated, and then this is what I do or don't do. Versus if you're just like, okay, well, my messaging is a reflection of my mind, what do I need to be thinking about my people, right? But it starts with you can't even go that far until you see that the only problem is you're having a thought. The last thing about coming from a belief focus, right? You're you're let's say you're in the last 3 days of the month, the last 1 day of the month, the last 10 days of a month, it doesn't matter. Or a goal. And you're always given that choice, do I choose to keep believing or not? And when you're coming from a place of just choosing to believe, you expect yourself to hit the goal. Right? You stay connected to the goal as something that's possible, and that's that's just part of the journey. It's just part of like who you're becoming is like, yeah, right because well, when I think about my weight loss goal, there's the big goal and then there's this goal, right? There's the small goal for a month and then there's the big one. And so every time I quit, and quitting just looks like disbelief. Every time I stay in disbelief, however long I choose to stay there, that's just the quitting part. That's the part where you step out of creating the result and you're just not creating the result you want. Right? You're still creating a result. It's just not the one you want. But when you're showing up to your goal believing that it's possible... And you're putting your head down every day and saying, what am I going to do today to get myself closer? It's coming from a place of believing you're going to hit the goal. It's coming from a place of being connected to the possibility, feeling that possibility, and just watching all the pieces that come together to make that result a reality. Because sometimes that's going to mean that you hit it really quickly, and it seems like with ease, But other times it's going to mean that you had to learn a lot of lessons. You had to make a lot of tweaks. You had to stick with it and like not give up. You had to really want that. I think of one of my clients. I just got off a call with her and she's done 35 consults. She is a beast at creating consults. Her funnel is amazing. She's nailed her messaging. Her ad is working beautifully. People are booking consults. People are showing up for consults and she's just in that stage where she doesn't have the result she wants and she has to keep committing to, do I believe this is gonna work? Or do I like do I go into disbelief and believe it'll never work? Right? That's the choice you're always making. And sometimes the lessons you're learning take longer than others. But when you're in belief, it's coming from a place of I'm for sure hitting the goal. This is inevitable, I'm gonna figure this out because I'm not going to stop because it's, as Marie Forleo would say, figure out a bowl, right? So then let's look at the other side. When you're in that place of disbelief, and notice again, I'm gonna keep repeating this, it's not if you're in a place of disbelief, it's when. Because if I can normalize this for you, when you go there, then I want it to just start clicking for you quicker and quicker, like, oh, I'm here. Oh, it's my choice to leave. Versus what I see clients do is they judge themselves. They beat themselves up. They think they should be through this already. They shouldn't be struggling with this anymore. And I'm like, no, no, this is part of like, this is the cycle of growth. You're going to keep believing and not believing. So let's talk about what not believing looks like, because we know now what this is the belief section looks like. Now let's look at what disbelief looks like, because the clearer you are, it'll make it easier to choose. It will make it easier for that awareness to just click in and then as soon as it clicks, as soon as your brain catches that like awareness, it will be able to pull yourself out. So here's what this one looks like, right? We talked about the emotions. It feels closed. It feels tight. It feels, it feels fast. It feels like you kind of can't breathe, Um, I know I'm like, I can't even breathe saying it. (laughs) You breathe more shallowly. So that's going to be the feeling of disbelief. And this is the the active version, right? When you forget about your goal entirely, you might not be feeling these things. But when you're actively not believing, you're going to have an emotional experience of it. And then there's going to be the things you do inside of your doubt, inside of your not believing in your goal. You're going to do things like compare yourself to others. I know, so fun. (laughs) But what I love about comparing ourselves to others is, is that it's like we don't even catch in the moment that when we are thinking about somebody else's business, somebody else's life, somebody else's results, we have taken our mind off of what we're creating. And your brain is then distracted by thinking about somebody else. But when you're in a state of not believing, Although it doesn't feel better, your brain's like, yeah, but I'm not thinking about the thing I need to be. I'm not thinking about my stuff. It's kind of better here. Feels awful, but at least I'm not in that other awful. So when you're in disbelief, expect your brain to go and start comparing, to go spend time on other people's business and stuff rather than your own. When you're in disbelief, your mind is going to invite you to stay really busy learning things. Maybe you're going to just start flying through books like crazy. Maybe you're going to work through every podcast you ever wanted to listen to. Maybe you're going to finally go through that course step by step. Maybe you're going to buy another course. But you're going to, your brain in disbelief invites you to stay busy. And it does this one because it's believing that doing more is the key. But it also does it from a place of believing that what you know today isn't enough. Believing that you're missing something. Believing that there's just something that needs to click and that if you expose yourself to other people's thoughts and content that maybe it will finally click. But what you lose by filling your mind full of other people's thoughts and and words is you lose access to your own mind and the space that you want to give it. Right, Often, like my hustlers, my driven, productive coaches, the women I work with every day, they aren't used to giving their brain space. Space to think, space not to think, space to just be. But that's actually a really important and valuable thing for your brain. Because when you do it, you'll actually feel your brain relax versus right the opposite which is that disbelief where you're pushing that 60 second window how many things can I get it done how fast can I do it but your brain wants to relax it needs to relax even so when you're in that disbelief space you're going to compare yourself to others your mind is going to stay busy learning you're going to spin like looking for answers Right? You're going you're gonna to be so stuck on problems that you are believing are the problem and you're going to be trying to find the solution and figure it out and you're going to miss the part where it's thoughts and that's going to feel like spinning in your head, being so busy trying to figure it out but not really knowing how. You're going to be focused on what to do, right? Like with my weight loss example, my mind is like crunching the numbers. My brain's like Googling, is it possible, right? I'm looking for... Google to tell me but I had to just decide like you know what I'm just choosing to believe rather than crunching the numbers rather than trying to figure out how that's what we do in disbelief we try to figure out how to do it like if I just knew the how that would solve everything but it doesn't because you've done that before and it didn't mean you hit your goal it just means you spent some period of time maybe like multiple times (laughs) crunching through the how Right? In this space your mind is going to feel very loud, very fast and very full. Your body's going to feel tense. Right? That like spring that just keeps being tightened and tightened and tightened. That's the experience you're going to have in your body when you're in this disbelief phase. Sometimes my face even hurts. That's actually that's usually a good indication that I haven't noticed that the wire was getting tighter and tighter and tighter in my disbelief zone. My face starts to hurt and I'm like, right, that's what dings the bell in my brain. I'm like, something's happening here because my face only hurts when I've been in disbelief for too long. When I've like wound that disbelief so tight, right, that fear of not hitting the goal or whatever, then my face hurts. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm on to myself now. That's the kind of stuff you want to like build in so that you catch yourself, Another thing you're going to do in this disbelief zone is you're going to blame. You're going to blame yourself. Sometimes that sounds like I'm not good enough. I'm missing something. I'm doing something wrong. And then sometimes you're going to blame other people or both. You know, the brain does fun things like that. You're going to blame your coach. You're going to blame your partner. You're going to blame your children. You're going to blame the time of year. You're going to blame anything. The brain doesn't actually care. I'll never forget. It's so hilarious to me. Um, it was a few months after we bought our van, and I pulled out of the garage and I hit a trailer that was sitting in our, you know, our driveway. I knew the trailer was there, right? I walked past it to get to the garage. So when I hit that, I immediately blamed my husband. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just cracks me up. and he immediately blamed, the people who left the trailer in our in our driveway. And it, it just like, I, I just get such humor from thinking about the brain blames. That's just what it does. And it has no, like, it doesn't care who it's blaming. The brain's just like, let's blame somebody else. So you want to be looking for that. You want to even have an acceptance of it, right? Do you hear my own acceptance there? I'm like, yep, the brain just blames. No big deal. So that when I'm doing it, when even when my husband's doing it or anybody's doing it, I can have that compassion and that acceptance for, yep, that's just what the brain does. So when you're in that doubt, when you're not believing in your goal, look for the blame. When you're in the doubt, something else you can expect is that your brain is going to make the data mean something about you or what's possible in the future. So What that might mean is that if you don't have any consults booked or if you, if your goal was three clients and you have none sold so far, right? If you have zero clients and your goal was three, your mind is going to make that mean something like, yep, you're never going to be able to do it. You're probably, it's never going to work in the future, right? It's like, it's going to make that data mean something about you personally or about what you're going to do in the future. And it's not true but it's gonna seem really reasonable inside of that doubt. And so the more you know that it's gonna happen, that you can expect it when it does happen, you're just gonna have more of an acceptance. Like, yep, that's the part where my brain thinks I suck and I'm never gonna figure this out and I'm never gonna hit my goals and all the things. And then the last thing, that when you're in that disbelief phase, Your brain focuses on the past, right? So we talked about earlier how it tries to figure out the how. That might mean that you're looking to the past and how you've done something before and you're like trying to dissect it and replicate it and like do it exactly the same. Sometimes that means you're looking at the past and judging yourself like, well, I did it then. Why can't I do it now? Sometimes it's looking to the past and it's like, yep, I haven't been able to figure it out yet. It's probably never going to happen, Right? So you stop looking to the future and to possibility and to the future being the thing that is yours to create and shape. And when you're in that disbelief, your mind just like shuts down with all the negative possibilities. And it looks to the past and it judges and it doubts. And it just kind of feels terrible. And so the reason, again, right, you're always going to go into both of these zones, But what I hope to emphasize in this podcast is that your first job is always to believe in your goal. No matter how unrealistic it is, no matter how many days or hours are left, your only job is to believe until the end. To feel that doneness of the goal, right? To feel that now. I, I've talked about this in previous podcasts, right? I think it was the one, like, I always hit my goals. So whatever you think you're going to feel when you hit that goal, right? When I think about my weight loss goal that I'm going to experience on July 1st, I when I hit that goal, I'm going to feel proud. I'm going to feel accomplished. I'm going to feel committed and focused. I'm going to feel calm and present, right? I'm going to feel open, And so when I think about that's how I'm going to feel, my job is to feel that right now and show up to the goal feeling that way. Then to take action from that belief, to take action from that emotion. You always get to choose. It doesn't matter if you're on day one of your goal or day 30. You always get to choose which of these zones you're in. You're going to come in and out of both zones and you're just learning how to come out of the disbelief and spend more time in belief. Okay, I hope that you take this information, take this shift in thinking and hit your goal. Stick with your goal until you do hit it. Remember that the goal is inevitable and choose belief.